hearing them on the radio uh, to a national audience. I mean, first of all, it's it's now it's national, and that certainly legitimizes it. But the fact that one of the, the big broadcasters at the time thought it was an important enough show to to pick it up and sh- and you know send it out to everybody else that's a that's a huge and this is you know less than 20 years after it's about 15 years after the Grand Ole Opry first went on the air yeah that's pretty impressive stuff um and then they moved on I think 1943 to the Ryman Theater which is one of the places that the Grand Ole Opry is synonymous with right yeah and that's I'm dying to go to a show there I'll, I'll make it there at some point and hopefully get that backstage tour from Joseph but uh, it was. It's a legendary theater. It was there for thirty years, um, twenty three hundred seats. It's the mother church of country music, and I think they raised the price to eighty cents there. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about how the Ryman still figures in today, but it was. Uh, that's when things really. I mean, if you're in a twenty three hundred seat venue, filling it up a few times a week, that's your your big time at that point. I think they. Um, the regular cast what played Carnegie Hall in the 40s, went mm-hmm. on tour in Europe, and they were starting to birth some real sort of superstars like Roy Acuff. Yeah, and Minnie Pearl came along in 1942. She's uh, just as closely linked to that period of the um, the Grand Ole Opry as Roy Acuff is for sure. Um, I was reading about her. Did you know that whole thing was just a total put on? That she was like a college educated woman from a well to do family? Yeah, it was it was a character. She's, I, I she mean, was, I fell uh, for it hook, line, and sinker. She was Larry the Cable Guy. Yes, exactly. Before. She was. <laughs> she was Larry the Cable Guy prior to Larry the Cable Guy. But I was like, I know she was in a commercial that I loved when I was a kid. And I was like, I think it was Spick and Span. And I looked it up, and sure enough, was it? Thank you, Internet. There's a 1982 Spick and Span wow. commercial where she shows up and shows this this lady that she can get her linoleum floors back to looking new with Spick and Span. It was great. That's funny what hangs in the memory, right? It really does. That, and then my other association with Minnie Pearl is um, that Deb Milkman song, Punk Rock Girl, where they'll name their, their daughter Minnie Pearl. Oh, right. <laughs> that's, the other, that's the other Minnie Pearl thing. <laughs> um, so there's a couple of ways you can get on stage and play at the Grand Ole Opry. Um, most people are invited to play as a guest just on a random individual show, and that's a great, great honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they have – I mentioned the cast earlier – they have what's called members. They're the cast. They're these regular uh, performers who are invited to become a member. Um, I think publicly, once you're invited, an existing member will ask you to join them live on the air during a broadcast, kind of as the the big coming out party, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and being a member is... Um, it's a really big deal. Like, uh, they take a lot of time to add members. They only add maybe a couple a year. Uh, yeah. 